0: So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you, it's called Rightfully Ours. Our God is a good God, who's so good to you and me. All we have to do is look at how much he went through to do what he did for me and you. When we think about all that our Lord Jesus went through to make available to me and you, the things that the Bible says God has prepared for me and you, it's only right that we receive and achieve everything God has for us, the opposite is equally true, that's that. It would be wrong for us to not live out the life that Jesus bled and died so that we can have and live. It would be wrong for us to live a life less than the life that Jesus bled and died for us to be able to live. That's why every believer should learn to be about whatever they need to be about to make sure that Jesus' blood was not shed in vain, that all the things that Jesus bled and died so they could be rightfully ours actually become ours in Jesus' name. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Rightfully Ours. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. John chapter 10, we're going to read our foundational text and then move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to bless you in Jesus' name. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Rightfully Ours. Rightfully Ours. But God is letting us know those things that are rightfully ours. Why? So that we can be able to understand that they are ours and then receive them as they really are ours. So that we don't get in the way of us blocking that which God has in store for us that is ours because these things are rightfully ours. These things have a valid and a just claim in terms of in our lives. They're legitimate in our lives. These things belong to us. They're held by a valid and just claim in our lives. It's ours. We got the claim ticket. It's called faith. Praise God. Praise to be able to receive what God has in store for us. These things are equitable and just. They're, they're, they're fair. They're reasonable. It's just, it's, it's, we're supposed to have them. And so it's important for us to know about those things that we're supposed to have so that we can live the life that God wants us to have. John chapter 10, verse 10, foundational text, brief review, move forward into today's stuff, which is going to show enough. Bless you. If you got need to hear what the Lord's going to say to you? John chapter 10, we'll begin reading in verse 9. It says, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Of course, the pasture is that which the shepherd leads the flock to so that they can be able to live a comfortable life, a, a, a well-provided life, so they can live the life that God intended them to, the shepherd intended them to. Verse 10 says, the thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy I am coming that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Well, who's he? I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Well, we have a shepherd that gave his life for us. Praise God. Why? So that we can live the good, good life that he intended me and you to do, so that we can be able to go in and out and find pasture like he wants us to do. Now, there's a thief that's coming to try to steal from us this opportunity to be able to live the life that Jesus Christ died for us, to be able to have and live. But we not that kind of people that's just going to let him take what it is that's rightfully ours. A few of us are not the kind of people that's just going to let him take for us this right what's rightfully ours. That if it's rightfully ours, it's ours. If it's us, then it's going to be us. Praise God. Because it's in God we trust. We're going to live this thing. Praise God. All the way through in the fullness of what he has in store for me and you. Why? Because he said, I came that you might have life and might have it more abundantly. Of course, we already know that that word might is speaking of an opportunity. It's an opportunity, which means that you have an opportunity to live it or an opportunity to not live it. You have an opportunity to be able to receive it or an opportunity not to receive it. You have an opportunity to be able to enjoy it or you're going to get the chance to miss the enjoyment of it. The choice is yours. But I thank God that we're going to make the choice to be able to receive what's rightfully ours because he said he came for us to have it. We found out in the amplifiers, he said that I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full Till it overflows. That's what God wants us to know. That he wants us to have a life that's to the full. and until it overflows. Till we can't fit no more life into the life that he has in store for me and you. What a good, good life that God's got planned for me and you. We found out that the Living Bible renders this verse this way. It says, my purpose is to give life and all its fullness. Now that's his purpose. Was to be able to make sure we have life and all its fullness. He died so we can have it. Got back up to make sure we get it. Praise God so that we can be able to help us get it. What he has in store for me and you, so that we can live life in the fullness, to the to the fill to the brim, till you like you can't fit nothing else in. Now that's God's intention for me and you, and we found out that the blessings of God already, yea and amen, to me and you. God has already said yes, emphatically. God has already said even so, surely, truth and verily, emphatically. He's already said amen, emphatically. He said it firmly. That's what we need to do too. We need to say it firm that God's, that what God has in store for me and you, we're going to receive and we're going to do. Why? Because he said, I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things that I have uh, that prepared for those who love me. Anybody here love God? Praise God. Well, he got some stuff waiting on you. He got some things that's already prepared for you. He got them packaged and already set out for you. All you got to do is come and receive what he has in store for you. That's why we're going to get it. Praise God. But he needs to reveal it to us by his spirit, which means he needs to show us what it is. Because if we don't know what it is, we may miss what it is. And therefore, walk right past it and never be able to receive what God has in store for us to be able to live. Well, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to be a people that's going to get a chance to see those things that he has in store for me and you. Second Peter chapter one, please. Praise God. Second Peter chapter one. We need to know that God has sent his son to be able to die for me and you to be able to receive what the Bible says are exceeding great and precious promises that he has in store for me and you. Second Peter chapter 1, we we'll begin reading in verse 2. It reads like this. It says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord, according as his divine power, have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. How many things? All things that pertain unto life and godliness, which means if we got anything to do with life, God said, I'm making it available to you. If it's got anything to do with godliness, I'm making it available to you. Because according to his divine power, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust." Whereas we get a chance to be partakers of the divine nature. Not only do we get all things that pertain unto life and godliness, but by these promises, we get a chance to be partakers of the divine nature. Everybody say, dang. (laughs) See, God has exceeding great and precious promises that he wants to give to me and you. Exceeding, Exceeding great and precious promises that he's already made available to me and you. But, of course, we need to understand that these exceeding great and precious promises that God has in store for me and you are rightfully ours. Many times we find out that some of these things are available to us, but we still don't believe that they are really for us. We hear that they're there, but we don't believe it's supposed to be up in here, up in here, up in here. We believe that it exists, but for some reason we still resist what God has in store for me and you. But look at your neighbor and say, that might have been me in the past, but it ain't me no more. Because I'm going to get everything God got in store. I didn't say store. I said store. It don't rhyme when it's store. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. They gotta get everything in store. Praise God. God wants exceeding grace and precious promises to manifest in my life. Now, some of these promises are things that we can possess and or have access to because of what Jesus Christ did for me and you. Some of these things are things that we can possess. We can literally put our hands on them. Whereas God has made available us stuff. That's better than the stuff that we can obtain on our own. He's made available to us stuff that's better than the stuff that we can be able to get on our own. Because we can get some stuff on our own. But the stuff that God has in store for us, he said, I have not seen. Which means if you've seen it, you, you ain't talking about that. He said, ear have not heard. That mean, if you heard about it, he ain't talking about that. He said, I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have they to be entered into the Heart of man, which means if it's already in your heart, it's my heart to have that. That ain't it. Praise God. That's the stuff that you can get on your own. Are you listening to me? God said, I got exceeding abundantly above what you can ask or think according to the power that works in you. Stuff like tangible goods, durable goods, and things that can help us to be able to live life good. And then the abundant life that Jesus Christ died for us to be able to live. He got stuff like that waiting on me and you. Some of these promises are mannerisms and mindsets. That God has available for me and you too. Some of these promises are, are are mannerisms and mindsets that God has made available for me and you. Whereas we can think and act in a way that will cause us to be able to live victorious and not disastrous each and every day. Whereas we cannot think and act in a way that can cause us to live victorious and not live disastrous like we did on a previous day. Now that might not excite you as much as the stuff, but hey, that's one of the reasons why even if you got the stuff, you'd lose the stuff. Because if you ain't got the right mindset, you ain't going to continue to have what you can get, what God has in store for you. I'm teaching real good up in here. Because a lot of people are like, I need more money. No, you need to do is get your mind right before you get some money. Praise God. Because you jacked up the last money that you had. And if we give you some more money, you're going to jack that up too. Because you still crazy, lazy, and don't think like you ought to. Praise God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so sometimes a mindset is good. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Which means if you don't think like you ought to, then you won't be like you ought to. Because the mindset is need to be given by you and me. So because of that, some of these promises are mannerisms and mindsets. Mannerisms to help us act the right way. Amen. As well as think the right way. Some of these promises are results of being partakers of his divine nature. Some of these promises are the results of being partakers of his divine nature. Whereas we can actually become godlike in ways that we could never do before. We could actually become God-like in ways that you could never be before, Now, way before. You get nervous. I know some people think like, oh, listen to that preacher. He's talking about you can be like God. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in, in the ways that we can be like God. Now, there are some attributes of God that are incommunicable. Let me show my education. They are incommunicable, which means they cannot be transferred. God can't give you those. Praise God. You can't operate in those. No matter who you is, no matter what you do, you, you can't do that because that's what makes God God, and that's what makes you lesser than God. You don't have these things. They are incommunicable uh, attributes of God. So, them not the ones I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ones that you can share with him. The ones that you can have like him. Because otherwise he would have never said what he said about us being like him. See, ways that will help us to be able to live like we never did before. Why? Because we live like peasants. Now we can live like kings. We live like servants. And now we can live like uh, uh, landowners and kings. Whereas he said in Isaiah chapter 55, he said, My thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways, saith the Lord. For my ways are as high above yours as the heaven is or the earth. Well, some of his thoughts and some of his ways can be our thoughts and can be our ways. That's why he was letting us know that, praise God, is that some of them can be. And those are the ones that ought to be if because he died for you and me to be able to have those things. But regardless to which kind of promise they are, they're always rightfully ours. No matter which one of them kind of promises they are, which is all of them, by the way, they are still rightfully ours. Amen. So it's important for us to be able to come to know that all these promises that God has in store for me and you are rightfully ours. And begin to start illuminating and enumerating some of those ones that he has in store for me and you. We need to illuminate it. We need to see it. And we need to enumerate them. We need to count on them. Count them first and then count on them. Manifesting in the midst of my life. Things like provision. God has provision for me and you now. We, 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 we. We get excited about, you know, oh, yeah okay, I got provision. No, no. He said, live life to the full till it overflows, where you on not overflow in provision, where you got too much provision, where you don't have, you don't have room enough to put your provision, provision of every type. My God, hallelujah. Could you imagine if you was renting a house, praise God, and you already had paid the people the whole year in advance before you even lived it out in the house, rather than trying to live from paycheck to paycheck, it's already paid for in advance. Are you listening to me up in here? I said, are you listening to me up in here? Things like prosperity. Praise God. Prosperity that God had in store for me and you. Whereas we can be prosperous people and be able to live an easy road like he intended for you and me. Things like protection. Whereas we can have protection because, of course, if you're that prosperous, you're going to need you some protection. Are you listening to me up in here? You You need some lookout. You need somebody covering you. Praise God. That's both naturally as well as supernaturally covering you too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we got angels all around. Praise God. I'm not going to bring that point right now, right now. We got power. Somebody say power. Power has been made available to me and you. Some of y'all don't get excited about power. I like power. I like everything powerful. Praise God. If it's powerful, I like it. Praise God. When I went to put a stereo in my car, it's got to be the most powerful one y'all got. I want the windows to bend when I turn it on. Praise oh. God. Want, stuff like that. Is anybody hear me up in here? I had a computer back when I was in Detroit. Praise God. That computer, its nickname was Dunamis. Praise God. Its was, nickname was Dunamis. No joke. When you turn it on, it would dim the lights. The lights would dim and then it would come back up again because it sucked so much power when it was turned on. I like power. Praise God. That's why Reverend Baby up in my life. I like powerful people. Praise God. See, she couldn't run with me being no punk, praise God. I need somebody powerful. I don't need no whining, praise God. If I'd have wanted to whine it, I'd have went to BB and CC. Say, yo, you got a sister? Praise God, but I don't want no whining. I want me somebody that's going to talk like they got some sense and stuff. Is anybody hearing me up in here? I want somebody that can stand up and look me in my eye and say, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Do it the way God said it to be. I need somebody that can do that. Hallelujah. Because otherwise, I'd have ran over her. She'd have had Rodney tracks all up the side of her, praise God but I got somebody I can't run over because I got a powerful person running with me. Praise God. I like power. Praise God. That's why I needed me a God that's powerful. Before, I was looking at Christians that didn't have a God that was powerful. At least I found out later he was powerful. It's just that they didn't believe it. But I was looking at them all broke up, bust up, life all tore up. They're always talking about pray for me because I'm going through. Praise God. I'm looking at them. They ride hoop hoopties with Jesus' Lord stickers attached to it. Praise God. Hallelujah. When they would say, holy, 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 they wasn't talking about the Lord. They was talking about their clothes and their shoes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I don't want no God like that. Praise God. What I want, what a God like. I got no problems on my own. I don't need a God like that. Until I found out that is not my God. I found out my God is all powerful. I found out my God got the cattle on a thousand hills in the hills too. Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the hills and all they dwell there in. All power belongs to him. He got power in his hand. I said he got power in his hand. Shout that up, Osa. And he'll extend that mighty hand into the middle of our lives too. I found out the power is available to me and you. Wisdom is available to me and you. Whereas we can become wise, praise God. That might not mean nothing to you, but you don't see all the stupid stuff people do that I do. Praise God. Because there's a lot of lack of wisdom walking around today. Praise God. Hallelujah. But wisdom is made available to you and each and us and every day. Guidance is given to us too. Well, God will help steer our lives into the direction that it ought to. Give us advice so that we can know what to do. That is that that see money can't buy some of this stuff. Healing is available for me and you. We can be healed from head to toe. At least that's what the Bible says. So, the Bible tells us from the, teaches us that from the top of our head to the soles of our feet, everything can be complete because God can do that for me and you. Because healing is available, peace is available, joy is available, help in times of trouble is available, Answer prayers are available. I said peace is available. Joy is available. Help in times of trouble is available. And answer prayer is available. All these are more all these and more are available to me and you as a result of what Jesus Christ did on the cross at Calvary for me and you. All these and more are rightfully ours. They're supposed to be in our life in abundance. They're supposed to be in our life on overflow. They're supposed to be in our life and we're supposed to know. And we're supposed to enjoy them too because God said I gave them to you so that you can be able to escape the corruptions that are in this world. Now, while everybody else is all jacked up, it don't have to be like that with you. When everybody else is uh, living in lack, it don't have to be that way with you. When everybody else is confused and perplexed and, 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 and tow up because life's too complex, it don't have to be like that for me and you. Because we get a chance to be able to live on top of the world. Amen. Come on, let's get back to eating. Living on top of the world. Come on, let's, that's what we're supposed to do. So let's begin looking at a few of these in more detail. Because you know I'm going to do I'm a detailed man. Praise God. I like detail. Praise God. I found out that devil hides in detail. Yeah. Amen. Anybody ask me why? Because why? he know most Christians never go there. Well, most Christians are surface level in everything that they do. Hallelujah. But not y'all. Y'all detail oriented Christians. You want to know things in detail. Don't you want to know it in detail? Say more truth, more truth, more truth. See, that's what you want. Praise God. And I'm going to give it to you. Praise God. Let's start off with the first one. That we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about a life of peace. A life of peace. Let's start off with that one. God intends for you to have a life of peace. In abundance till it overflows. In abundance till it overflows. When you got too much peace. You can't even fit no more peace in the middle of your life. Pause button for those people who live a drama filled life. This is shouting ground. For people that got drama, drama, drama going on all up in the middle of their life, this is shouting ground. Because once again, you can't pay for this. You can't pay for this. I heard somebody, you think you can. You think you can pay for it by paying for them to get out of there. But they scarred your soul. Which means even when they gone, you're still out of control. Because you can't buy this. Only God can fix this. God can give you this kind of peace. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Amen. So let's look at that one real quick. We'll begin looking at it. A life of peace is one of the exceeding, abundant, great, and precious promises that God has made available to me and you. A life of peace is rightfully ours. Turn over to Psalms number 29, please. A life of peace is rightfully ours. We're supposed to be able to live a life of peace. It's rightfully ours. So when you got drama going on in your life, remember, peace is rightfully yours. When you got Lala going on in your life, remember, life, peace is rightfully yours. When you get news that hits you right upside your head, cause you to forget most of everything that you were taught and most of everything that was said, remember this one thing, peace. It's rightfully yours. When the folk around you act like they're crazy. They live lazy. Jack you up so much that your eyes is hazy. Remember, peace is rightfully yours. When stuff ain't happening fast enough. And you're concerned about what's, what's going to happen because things ain't happening fast enough. Remember, peace is rightfully yours. Or when too many things is happening at one time, or it's coming on at you from every angle, and it's it's like, well, what's happening? Remember, remember, peace is rightfully yours. Psalms number 29, we're going to look at stanza number 11. It reads like this. It says, the Lord will give strength unto his people. Anybody hear his people? Oh, we see God, he said, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. He will bless his people with peace. See, God has clearly stated that he will bless his people with peace, gives strength, blesses with peace, which shows you strength is good, but peace is a blessing. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that the things that God says in his word that he has for me and you are true. It's true. God's promises rightfully belong to me and you. So let's do what we need to do to believe God's Word is true and do what we need to do to make what God's promise can happen in our lives to actually happen in our lives. If you want to hear a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after sober. Just call the church office and arrange a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. Radio and internet are a blessing when you can't attend church. But make no mistake about it, there's no substitute for being in church praising and worshiping God and fellowshipping with other believers in the house of God. There's nothing like it. Every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. Make sure that you be in your father's house on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter, or email sharing with us that you've been blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind as to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. Galatians chapter 6 says, God is not mocked, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he sow reap. Since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us. Praying for us and even sending financial offerings unto us, we know that God's not going to be mocked when it comes to you. He's going to do what he said in his word that he would do. That is, make sure that you reap what you sow. He's going to bless all of you tremendously. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do that is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. We pray a hundredfold blessing into your lives for being such a tremendous blessing as you've been in our lives. Once again, thank you for being a blessing. It's truly appreciated. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week.